Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This week on Pop Guys, we talk the Grammys, the lesbian Christmas movie, and going home for the holidays. Hi, I'm Jordan. I'm Charlie. And I'm Aurelia. And welcome to Pub Games. A pop culture podcast for postmodern queers. For postmodern queers! (laughs) (laughs) I never know if we're like, when we're asking how we are, I don't never know if we're talking about us or the listener. listener. (laughs) The listeners who can't reply to that question. Yeah. (laughs) Well, let's ask the listeners. Listeners, how are you? Please and just respond know. in your head. Yeah, sound <laughs> off in the comments. <laughs> Tweet us. Positive <laughs> comments only. <laughs> Good vibes only. Good vibes only. How are you, my friends? What's been going on? It's been a busy week this yeah. week. Yeah, I've all been of flat us. out. <laughs> oh, man. But it's been good. I feel so alive. I've never been so alive this whole year. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> legit. You're asleep and now you're awake. Mm-hmm. It's like coming out of a grave. It's just like I was a different person. I <laughs> yeah, yeah. Remember fucking two weeks ago when we were like, we're gonna take it easy, like, <laughs> gonna oh, yeah. slowly drift into things. And then as soon no. as we saw somebody like booking gigs, we were like, all right, I'm just gonna yeah. destroy my social life. <laughs> yeah, we're gig pigs now. No yeah. looking back. <laughs> Absolutely. Speaking of which, both of you had your first gigs back this week. Yes. Aurelia, we saw you at Comedy Republic and it was so good. It, it was, was so awesome. good. Yeah, it's such a, nice a fun time. Mm. Like the audience was amazing, obviously, because you were there. Um, and Comedy Republic <laughs> is just such a beautiful venue. Everyone needs to go. I'm so impressed by it. And mm-hmm. it's in the like heart of the city. What a gorgeous venue. And like, especially in this time when the comedy world is having to kind of like recuperate after this to have such a kick-ass new like main stage theater i'm so excited for the future of it Mm. Mm. absolutely and it's a covid normal kind of gig where there's less people in the lineup i guess so that they can social distance in the green room and you do two shows in one night Mm. Mm. it's actually so fun to do two shows in one night so catfish also does that and it's really fun because you learn from your first set and then you can improve your second one. So we got the shit one. <laughs> well, actually, I had tried that set the night before, so uh, okay. you had a good one. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> no, I think that's really interesting because, like, you're not going to leave. Well, I guess unless you're doing two or three gigs in a night, which I personally don't love doing, but 
if if the seven thirty show wasn't great, you've got the nine o'clock show to save it. And if you yeah. tried new exactly. and it didn't land, go back to your regular set. You know, you got yeah, time yeah. to like mm, leave but it. But if it did note. work, and you can try it again, yeah, mm, isn't that good? How was your gig, Jordan? It ended up being really fun. I forgot how late this gig goes. So I was like kind of, and it, and it was like for context, I also started my new job and I have been un, unemployed uh, for all of COVID pretty much since March. And then I came straight into this new job working full time. One day was like 7am to 5.30 PM. And then, <laughs> then I did my first gig at the end oh of that. God. So you were a husk. Yeah. I might sound like a whinging millennial, but I was, by the time it got to like right before my set, I was delirious. I thought it was so funny every time I saw someone, cause it's so weird with comedy. You might not catch up with these people that you see more than your friends and family. Like you might not want to call them for a coffee or like to get a beer apart from you guys, of course. But seeing everyone again, it was really like, it really warmed my heart. And I just Mm. kept being like, we did it. (laughs) (laughs) We did it. And then getting on stage was really fun. And I I think it was that good mix of me being giggly and tired. That's when I do my best work, which is, you know, not a fun game to play. Um, (laughs) You can't be tired all the time. But it was a really fun night. And it's one of those shows with Voltaire, the, if the crowd's up for it, it's a really fun room. Mm. Yeah. Seeing you guys jump back in, I was hoping would instill some excitement in me. And it did exactly that. Like the <laughs> second that like Denise Scott came out for your Gigarelia, I was just like, I'm back. Like I, I want to be up there. I want to be in it. It got me really eager. So like I've done all the like reaching out to bookers and I'm writing new material and like, I was the same thing that you were saying, Jordan, where it was like, oh, I'm going to take it slow and I'm not going to overdo it. But yeah, no, yeah, overdo it's it. It's the time. Yeah, let's <laughs> Deep end. Straight into the deep end. So good. Also, your girlfriend saw you perform live for the first time. What was it like? Yeah. She really liked it. She texted me later, you know, saying how much she enjoyed it. Yeah, I really oh liked God. it. And then we got really drunk too. Together, so it was a nice way to celebrate it. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, fucking perfect. It's so good. So if you're listening and you're like, I don't know how comedy is going to go now, or you've never seen comedy before, truly what a great time to come and support yeah. these rooms and support us as a result because this yeah. podcast is free. True. <laughs> For now. Because For now. <laughs> <laughs> Who We're has the money? <laughs> We're like in this economy. Yeah. <laughs> Support the arts. Oh my God. Hilarious. Um, but it is nice to be back. You guys, I know last time we talked about feeling a bit overwhelmed with everything being open now. How are you feeling now? I'm loving it. Just being in the city and like seeing all the places open and seeing the drunks and seeing all the thieves and like incredible. The thieves. <laughs> The thieves and the rascals. Yes. <laughs> the- oh, my God. You and Agrabah? What's going on? Yeah. <laughs> and the um, Christian conversionists. Yeah, I've missed them. Yeah. It was a good time. They're telling me to find God and probably because I had a bit of a lightness in my step. Uh, yeah. Someone's been pussyfooting around the CPT. <laughs> They'll find you. Yeah, I've missed it so much. I love yeah. the city. When will door knocking come back? Like, when will I have Mormons again? Soon, we hope. So, I grew up with Jehovah's Witness, right? So, I was 
like doorknocking as a child <gasps> and I never really see them around here right so I had maybe seen them once in the suburbs but last year I did the Melbourne marathon and I ran a half marathon I almost died well I didn't but um, <laughs> the next day I was in so much pain like I could hardly walk but then I heard someone knock on the door and I was like oh maybe it's someone's like parcel and I was the only one home because I'd taken the day off oh, and then it was Jehovah's Witnesses <laughs> And, and what did you say? It's Roy. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, we're not really interested in God in this house. <laughs> oh. Did you tell them that you've left the church? No, or like been there, done that? They would try to get me back. You know all the tricks. <laughs> yeah. But I was yeah. so upset because it was so hard to walk down the stairs. Yes. <laughs> what? <laughs> You were like, maybe somebody like Uber eats me some garlic bread. It's like, no. (laughs) Someone Ubered you'd Christ. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my God. That would have been full on. You know their games, though. Well, not games, but you know that. Yeah. I I thought you were saying you know they're gay, though. (laughs) (laughs) You know they're gay, though. I mean, two men in ironed shirts walking together. That's gay. That's gay. Show me two straight men that walk in stride with each other with clean shirts. (laughs) I I don't think you can. (laughs) (laughs) I think maybe like a footy player and his lawyer on the way to court. True. Or prison. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Footy players don't go to prison. (laughs) True, true. (laughs) We don't live in a utopia. (laughs) (laughs) They're going to have the like PFL. Oh What's god. PFL? Prison Football League. <laughs> oh my god. Ay, ay, ay. So you were saying before, Jordan, but you've been working at the zoo this week. Yes, yes. I, I am, am so eager to hear about this. It's been great. We went through our social media policy on Friday, so I feel confident to talk to you about it. <laughs> but it's like, it's no, it's genuinely a really nice place to work. I didn't know this. Or. I think I did, but I didn't know the the full extent of it. But it's actually a zoo-based conservation group, so it's a non-for-profit. And so after all the spending, running costs, everything, all the, like, potential profit made actually goes straight into, like, conservation things. And that happened in 2009, and they have committed to 27 native species that they have promised will not go extinct under their watch, which is really cool. And like, I I know it sounds like I've drank the Kool-Aid, but I genuinely thought this was really interesting. There was a stick insect, the Lord Howe stick insect. And don't, don't let your eyes glaze over because it's a little bug. It's actually (laughs) huge and it has a love heart feet. So when it walks on mud, it leaves a trail of love hearts behind it. Oh, that's so faggot stick. (laughs) (laughs) Is it? A faggot already sticks. Oh my god, yes! <laughs> faggot is the collective noun for these bugs. <laughs> yes, great. So, so <laughs> these, these f words, um, they all got together. <laughs> no, there were, they were okay. So basically, in the eighteen hundreds, ship crashed at Lord Howe Island. All these rats got out, and the rats ate all the things. <gasps> They, like, ate all the nature. Like, this Lord Howe Island was fucked over by these rats. And so these stick insects were declared extinct by the 30s. Like, done. 
And then in like 2003, maybe 2004, maybe even later, they found two. They found like <gasps> a male and a female. They called them Adam and Eve. And then they brought them to the Melbourne Zoo and they've been breeding them there. And they're working on eradicating, humanely eradicating the rats from the island. And then as soon as the, as soon as the rats are gone, they're going to re-release these Lord Howe stick insects. Oh my God. That's amazing. I, I love yeah. that. Yeah. It's so cool. And it's like, you literally brought them back from extinction. (laughs) We love that. We stand. We stand. But they definitely, like, the whole point of the thing is to try and, like, motivate people to be better consumers and stop eating, like, palm oil. It's it's working for me. I'm literally never going to eat a rat or bring it to an island. No. Yeah. And do you know what? Like, 2020 has definitely turned me off bats as well. I'm not going to eat a bat. <laughs> <laughs> I do think they're really cute. They, they are, are cute. Bats are really cute. I can't believe we're almost at the end of this year, guys. Absolutely. It's insane. Yeah. It goes faster as time goes on. I mm. like November was really short. Mm. Yes. <laughs> and, yes. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm ready for it to be over. I feel like August was the longest month of my life. <laughs> I already, like, in my head, have June and July as a combo month. Like, it just <laughs> seems, like, as this, like, long J month. So, for me, that was extra long this year. I'm like, yes. this fucking J month just goes on and on and on. <laughs> when did we go? I can't even remember when we went into lockdown. Like, I don't, like, the second time round. Was it July? Was it August? July. It's one, one big, like, chunk of time for me. Lockdown one. Yeah. <laughs> Small time off. Lockdown two, and then this, COVID normal. Are you guys going to have New Year's resolutions? <sighs> yes. I always do. I love New Year's resolutions. I'm a sucker for them. Mm. Have you ever achieved one is mm-hmm. the real question. Yeah. <laughs> I have. What was <laughs> but it? But I won't say what it is. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my no, God. Um, no, my New Year's resolution was to get really fit. <laughs> Um, for my friend's wedding last week. Oh, yeah. Was that the <laughs> one I did that. on the boat? The des- yeah, the yeah. destination wedding. Because I was like, if I'm spending that much money to visit someone else's wedding, I got to look hot. Yeah. Fuck yeah. yeah. And you did. And that, like, you achieved that. That worked, yeah. <laughs> so that, that was the only time it worked for me. How about you? Do you do them, Charlie? I feel like I do, but I now I, I've sort of gone blank. I can't think of any. I always just want to see more live music, but this year didn't help me. <laughs> I literally <laughs> always am like, see more live music. Mine's always something wanky and intangible, like I want less toxicity in my ah! life. <laughs> wow. Is that <laughs> the rage? <laughs> <laughs> You're like, next year, I'm breaking up with you two. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Never. One of my friends, he, every New Year's Eve, basically, he always has like, next year I'm going to commit and I'm not going to lie anymore. (laughs) Amazing. I had a New Year's resolution. I think it was year eight going into year nine or maybe year seven going into year eight, but I had a boyfriend. I know. Unbelievable. I don't really consider, I, I always say that I never had any boyfriends in high school, which is true. But I did have a two-month relationship over MSN. Oh, um, God. <laughs> we went Does on one date. Well, we went on a date to see I Am Legend. So so it counts. It counts. And then it's it was what, like... It was a fucking relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then it was summer holidays. And like then we just didn't see each other again until I broke up with him. And the reason I broke up with him is because we had made a New Year's resolution together 
disgusting, that we would not drink soft drink. That is so wholesome. Yeah, it gets less wholesome. so cute. He said that if I drank soft drink, I had to give him a blowjob. <laughs> oh. oh my God. And what if he drank soft drink? I, there was nothing. He had there to give nothing. you what? a blowjob? There wasn't even an equal opportunity. Absolutely. Wow. And I remember agreeing because I thought he was like, I assumed he was joking because I was like, haha, sure. Mm-hmm. Cancel this boy. Yeah, well, <laughs> he's a bodybuilder now, so I think he's canceled himself. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. And then I told him, I was like, oh, lol, I had a Fanta last night. Sorry. And then he was like, haha, well then. And I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, and then the next day i emailed him and said we're breaking up email (laughs) email oh my god i missed the like msn days Mm. i loved it Mm -mm -mm. can we talk about the movie the happiest season (gasps) oh my god guys you gotta tell me all about it It seems that you and all of lesbian melbourne yes everyone (laughs) everyone who's gay let's slash lesbian in melbourne has seen this movie (laughs) on the same day in the same car park. It was Coburg driving. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I've never seen that many rescue dogs in my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was like a shelter. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, Jordan, what do you think about the movie? Because you straight away made a, made a bit of a phase. Okay, so full disclosure, my car went into economy mode about a quarter of the way through the film. So Kayla and I were lip reading for most of the film. Oh my gosh, you can hear. But we wind down our windows and we could like hear it from like other cars. So we like got most of it. We're definitely going to see it again. I just missed some like lines. I didn't get the full cinematic experience at the drive in. I think the relationship is toxic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think Stan <laughs> Stewart deserved better. And when I say better, I mean Aubrey Plaza. They should have hooked up. Yes. And also, I didn't really see much of a connection between Kristen Stewart and the other actress. Mm-hmm. Like, they didn't really have much of, like, chemistry. It, mm. They apparently had been together for a year and clearly had already experienced lesbian bad death. <laughs> <laughs> because she was coming over for Christmas and there was one night when she snuck into the other girl's room. Spoiler alert. <laughs> but it just, things in it were based on a straight movie, I guess. Mm-hmm. What's the general story? It's like them going home for Christmas? Yeah, she's like, Christmas Stewart is an orphan. Her girlfriend has this great family, but she hasn't met her, even though they've already been together for a month. Kristen bought her a ring because she thinks this is the one. And on the way there, they're almost there. Her girlfriend turns around to her and says, Hey, remember how I told you I came out to my parents? Well, I didn't. And my dad is running <gasps> for mayor. And that's, that's the premise. Oh and she has to pretend to be her friend. Yeah. And she, like, sleeps, sleeps in the, like, laundry, essentially. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. No. And I feel like if this is, like, the kind of plot that you kind of have seen before. Yeah. I think we've all seen the Christmas movie with the boy and the girl. And mm. the family hates the boy and they love the Love their um their little daughter, their little girl. So yeah. that's kind of that same vibe. Feels like Vince Vaughn has been in ten yeah. of these films. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I would have um, loved a cameo. <laughs> but at least at least in those movies you have like this genuine chemistry between the actors. So is there a very sexy chemistry with Aubrey Plaza? 
There is, yeah. Yes. Aubrey oh Plaza God. and Kristen Stewart. I love when there's a runaway vibe. Yes. The director has failed to, like, register. Absolutely. And the funny part was that Aubrey plays the... What's her name? Is it Alexa or... Gay. So, <laughs> I don't know. Gay. But I, the, the girl I who forgot her name. Yeah. Forget oh, Harper. her. Harper. Harper, that's Harper. it. Oh, gay. Harper is... Harper, Max, Sam. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Jordan. Um, yeah, Jordan. <laughs> yeah. yeah, your parents gave you no hope. No. Harper is the the one who's hiding her sexuality from her family. And Aubrey Plaza plays Harper's ex. And you kind of find out... Like, spoiler alert, skip ahead if you don't want a really, like, tragic Christmas film to be ruined, (laughs) but also I understand. You kind of find out that Harper really fucked with Aubrey Plaza's character when they were entangled as teens. And then there's opportunities where Harper could say stuff or opportunities where things get revealed and Harper just keeps going back on the lie and keeps, like, fucking Kristen Stewart around. And also, like, how blind do you have to be? Look at this bleach lob. Like, your girl, your daughter is gay. Mm. <laughs> Her roommate. Yes. My ass. <laughs> Her roommate eats my ass. Like, please. <laughs> yes. Oh, she loves the salad. Um... <laughs> the salad. Was it overall a fun film? Oh, I had fun. I feel like it wasn't funny enough, though, because there was a really dramatic, like, fighting scene in the end. You know, that, like, climax where everything goes yeah. wrong and then... And, and the you think they'll lose it and it's up. all gone to hell. Exactly. But that never gets dramatic enough for me. Yeah, mm. okay. You um, want, like, some blood. Yeah. I wanted I wanted more from that scene. Um, that's, that's all I can say. <laughs> that's all I can say. I really enjoyed the sister. I thought she was very yes, funny. She was funny. I think she saved some of the film for me yeah and then it's like one year later everyone is happy everyone found their destiny and the family's having christmas once again Mm. cute the end and it flashes to her finger and she wears the ring oh i thought you meant it flashes (laughs) to like her fingers and she's finally cut her nails (laughs) (laughs) papa hasn't cut her nails for the first time (laughs) fuck she did it yeah I think, like, as I said, I had a cursed viewing of the film, so I'm excited (laughs) to see it again. But, yeah, I don't know. I I knew that it it was one of those movies where I was like, nah, this this is shit. It's hilarious that we've accepted this, like, this really toxic relationship. We're like, we'll take anything. Yeah. But at the same time, I love trash, Mm -hmm. and now we get trash. I feel like the vibe was similar when Love, Simon came out. Oh, I still haven't seen that. I can't bring myself to do it. No, that's fair. I think Love, Simon was worse than this. But, Mm. yeah, it was a similar thing where uh, a few queers that I spoke to, some of them were really like, no, this is really toxic, this is really bad, and other people were like, yeah, but part of me loves a trashy teen movie because we didn't Mm. get something like that. I I will say, and, like, on one hand, I'm I'm definitely going to go and see this film because I want to watch the lesbian Christmas movie. Sue me. (laughs) But I am sick of coming out stories. And not because it's not important, but I'm sick of the main drama or or the main, like, storyline of queer movies being they have to come out. Like, there are much more interesting things and stories that we can tell 
Like, wouldn't it have been fun if in this Christmas movie, Kristen Stewart and her girlfriend are like both out and their families are fine with the lesbian part of it, but it's like, like there's a different issue that they, the family has with the partner, like yeah. that she's going to move away or that they're going in different directions. That she's directions. not a doctor. Yeah, exactly. Or yeah, something like that. Yeah. Like that would have been really interesting and you can still make it a, a comedy and have all that like comedy of errors stuff go down, but mm. without making the only interesting thing about queer characters that they're queer. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of over that. I'm so over that. And someone else I spoke to said something that I found really true, which was this movie is for straight parents Yeah. to learn to accept their gay children Mm. and like i think a lot of queer movies obviously yes we're gonna watch them because there's finally some representation on the screen but it's also all marketed at making straight people like gay people because they're like oh my god this family did come together in the end and they overcame their differences and maybe my my family can do that too and i won't be toxic if i have a child that's gay but Mm. it's so boring to people who've already accepted their sexuality and who have gone through those hurdles and want to see themselves fully represented Mm. yeah it feels like the queerness still has to be the plot because it's such a contentious or you know still taboo in certain places that it can't not be the plot Mm. of things and it's like it's almost like can we not have a couple stories like can we not have a coming out story yeah. And then Vince Vaughn movie. Like Wedding Crashers. <laughs> but they're gay. Yeah, oh my yeah. god. And oh they're drag queens. <laughs> oh my god. Is that a movie? Should I write it that? Should be. Do it. Yes. <laughs> hey. <laughs> hey. <laughs> I don't have an invite. <laughs> oh my god, I love that. That would be so good. Entertainment for tonight. And then um, they turn everyone gay. I would love that. Also, what if the two guys are replaced by butch lesbians who (laughs) take women home constantly? (laughs) And the wedding crashes. That would be great. I'd be down. (laughs) I love Fisher plays the same role. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my God. How about... There's a group of drag queen wedding crashes and butch lesbian wedding crashes, and they usually crash different weddings, but all of a sudden they meet at the same wedding and they're like, this is my territory, and then they start a fight. Yes! It's like gang fighting, and it, it, it's resolved through dance. Yes, it's a dance-off. <laughs> West Side Story. And a lip sync. This is the representation that we're fighting for. Yeah, this is what we want. <laughs> Uh, I just want a gay romp. Yeah, that's true. I think you're right. I think it's like it was very much made for the straights. Yeah. But I did have a good time and I can accept it for what it is. But I also don't want to see a movie like that again. I'll see that movie again, but (laughs) like... I'd, I'd rather see, yeah, something that doesn't, like, make, I don't want to say make light of trauma, but, like, coming out to families and stuff like that can also be, like, a really serious thing. And also being a partner of someone who can't come out to their family would be a really complicated and confusing position to be in. And I don't know that the film nailed that. I also couldn't hear. Yeah. <laughs> now that I think of it, there's really, like, only two genres coming out. Or um, gay period drama. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or dying. Or like being killed. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My God. Sometimes all three. I want to see gay period drama. Yeah, <laughs> About yeah. About the blood. I got my period. Also, I'm gay. And it's French. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
And I think there's also something to be said about, like, you know, the gays in the movie, those three women are both, like, pretty skinny, hot, white women as well. Mm. Mm-hmm. Which is, like, we can... We can do better. Mm, there was a movie I really liked. It was a Netflix movie. It's not always be my maybe. It's um, ah, uh, it's a girl that goes through a breakup and they have like a big night out. And you remember? Is that, that with um with um uh Jane the Virgin? Yes, with Jane yeah. the Virgin. And there is a queer couple, which is two women, and they're both women of color, and they're kind of. They don't have like a huge part, but they talk about the feeling of not letting people in and coming out and it's not like super deep because the main character has most of the attention but i did like that representation Mm. and it was quite realistic on that note actually at the end of last episode we all struggled to find (laughs) any queer icons that we that came to mind that we liked or queer role models that sort of stuff have you guys had a think on that this week Yes, I thought about it all week. I've done nothing else. <laughs> I've, I've just been like sitting on it in the corner every day. I'm like, queer. What is queer? Icon. Queer, 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 queer. 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 Uh, <laughs> I'm so bad. The one that I can think of is, do you guys know the comic Fortune Femster? Yeah, she's great. Oh my God, yes. yes. <laughs> I think she's my queer icon right now. So she's a queer icon. She's very funny. She just got married. Yeah, I saw. Like, what? Yeah. Who and too? Like, <laughs> I don't know. Her wife. <laughs> oh, I, like just because she's, I guess, a comedian and I guess it could just be a normal person. Yeah. I think it's, it's one of the normies. I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's a normie. Okay, yeah. well, I'm still stalking them. <laughs> <laughs> and another person is Laverne Cox as well. Oh, I love Laverne. That's a good answer. Yeah. Someone who's like, really been huge in the last like 10 years and certainly helped with my education and unlearning in terms of like trans representation and she's such a good actor Mm, so fucking good just to say um fortune femster's wife in her instagram account has now instagram lets you put what your profession is and it says public figure so she's not a normie She's a dummy. Public figure, 22K followers. That should be her title, not a Oh, my God. I'm going to copy her thing. It says educator, full stop, podcaster, full stop, dog mom, full stop, wife. (gasps) (laughs) I love that. Isn't it so funny? When when het couples put wife in their Insta bios, it makes me want to die. Yeah. But when queers do it, I'm like, yeah, get it. It's like mum to Braxton and Jackson. Stop. I know a mum to Braxton. (laughs) I find with gay men, it's one of two extremes when it comes to like publicly declaring if they're married. It's either they have a... When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. 
Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Couple account that's like two dads, like living life, and we are two husbands, and we do this, or... They make no reference whatsoever to the fact that they have a husband and it appears on their Insta that they're completely single so that they still get all the likes and all these, like, thoughts sending them DMs. I love that. And there is no in-between. No. Oh, my God. I don't know if we've talked about this, but would you start a couple Instagram? No. No, I wouldn't. Josh and I had one briefly when we went to Hawaii just because we didn't want to be posting all this shit and annoying people when we went on holiday. So we're like, if you're interested in our holiday, follow this, but that's it. That was the same with Kays and I. We did yeah. a, an Instagram page that might be private, but if you want to, it's Kays and Jordan go to Europe. This is for our mums and dads. Oh, <laughs> that's, so that's cute. What about a dog Instagram, a pet Instagram? See, I would never, never do it, but I have a feeling you're about to do it, Aurelia. Mm, I don't I don't think I can because I feel like if it's not popular, I'll feel so bad on behalf of my daughter. <gasps> I can't do it to her. Do you know it's a girl, by the way? <laughs> so the, there were two dogs that were pregnant. Both had their litters now. And one only had two girls and eight boys. And then the other litter had six girls and four boys. So I'm pretty sure... Look, we'll getting a girl while the wow. one was like, oh, it's too many boys. Have we chatted about your pup on the podcast yet? I'm not sure if we have. I think we might have briefly mentioned it, but um, she's coming in like eight to ten weeks. <gasps> <laughs> so That's perfect. That's a couple of weeks into 2021. What a great way to start the year. Yeah, I can't wait. Being a mother. The mother. <laughs> I will be a mother. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, that's a really good sign because last year Charlie cursed us all by watching cats. cats. Yeah. yeah, I'll never forget that. You yeah. fucked us all. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I've got to watch a really good musical at the stroke of midnight this time. All right. What are you gonna watch? I'll watch. Oh my god, this is such a responsibility. Oh. I, I I can't I, I can't it think has right to be now. Good. I'm gonna have to ruminate no, on no, it. Um, no so pressure. Good. No pressure. Unproblematic musical. This has thrown me, guys. Fine, you're, one. you're asking so yeah. too much. Yeah. Oh yeah. Who's your queer icon, Aurelia, or role model? Oh yeah. Good um, pivot. <laughs> um, mine would be Wanda Sykes. Yes, yes. I love Wanda. I love Wanda Sykes. She's hysterical. Is that it? Just Wanda. Yeah. And- Maybe Billy Porter. Oh, yeah. Billy. That is a good answer. Billy's mm. awesome. 
And especially in light of what's been happening recently with everyone being like, Harry Styles invented genderqueer dressing. It's like, excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> Look at People Billy like Porter. Billy and for decades, like, have been playing mm. it. Billy Porter has been truly serving looks and vocals like nobody else for years. Yeah. <laughs> Something, actually, kind of interesting, back to the Harry Styles thing that we briefly talked about. I'm part of this Facebook group for critical thinkers. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that sounds but it's like basically a cult. Just, it is. Um, it's this podcast called Bobo and Flex, which is really good. I really like Bobo and Flex, but someone asked if they thought that Harry Styles has straight privilege because he's actually never come out yeah. and people only like think he's hot because he's straight or straight passing. So do you think he has straight passing privilege? Do you think straight passing privilege is a thing? One million percent. Because I find this whole Vogue spread a bit like queer baby. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. it just feels... Like, I know that for the masses... We've discussed this before on the pod, but it's not for queers. It's for... It's like how you were saying that the Christmas movie is for parents to get on board with the gays in a palatable way. It's kind of like that with genderqueer clothing Mm. and dressing through Harry Styles. It's like, take someone who has like celebrity powerhouse figure who is like straight, white, generally good looking and Mm. formidable and let them be the face of this. And then people will accept it. But I don't feel like he is some sort of representative, definitely not the queer community. And I don't even know if he can be a representative of the genderqueer community either when Mm it seemingly only exists on the cover of Vogue, nowhere else. That's just my take on it. Do you think it plays into the idea that it's a costume that you can put on and take off? Yeah. I think so. I feel like in some ways it almost incites more aggression at it than if, I don't know, like if someone like Billy Porter who is, you know, genderqueer and plays with that stuff on the regular does Mm -hmm. it. Like something about Harry Styles opting in, opting out. Feels, mm. feels unfair mm. to me. I don't know. Yeah, I wonder yeah. what the, the how the public would sort of take it if it was more of a, if it was someone queer on the cover instead, like if it was a Billy Porter or mm. like even, I don't know. So I don't know why I'm literally like scraping my the bottom barrel of my mind for gay people, but or like Neil Smith? Patrick Harris, Sam Smith, you mm. know, like people who are known to be, Queer, gay, Troy Savan. It wouldn't be a thing because... Us. What? How <laughs> dare you? I have not told my family. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I I wonder. Also because Harry is this um, sex icon that maybe it incite, it makes people <laughs> angrier. I don't know. Like yeah. if, it, if they're seeing that, they're like, oh, well, now everybody can do it. <laughs> and then that makes it more dangerous for people who express themselves and express their femininity mm. on a daily basis. Whereas Harry can do it on the front cover of Vogue yeah. and then go back to having a security guard look after him. And to be clear as well, I want to clarify that like, I'm totally cool with Harry. Like if he is, as I suspect he is, and you know, he has never made it publicly known that he's anything other than straight and cis, mm. then it, it is fine for him to wear either women's clothing or gender-neutral clothing, gender-bending clothing, whatever. But at least acknowledge, like, say that you're a straight man or say that you're straight and that it's cool to wear it as a straight guy rather mm. than leaving it in this in-between where he's not officially saying, oh, I'm not queer, but kind of letting it be, if you want to interpret it, that I'm queer and that will get me magazine sales and that will get me people 
lusting after me, then yeah, you think that. But I'm not going to, like, correct you otherwise. Something about that lack of transparency about the whole thing is it's my like issue with it. It's like dropped a, a bomb and then just, yeah. like, walked away and be like, see ya. See, I would think it was really cool if he just wore it and everyone was like, oh my god, Harry, you're wearing a dress. What's with that? And he was like, hey, I think it's cool for straight guys to wear dresses. Mm. I'd be like, awesome. That is great. And you should be able to do that. But something about the secrecy of, like, maybe he's queer, but we don't discuss it. I don't know. Has he said anything? I'm just quickly looking up his, like, profiles. He hasn't, like, said anything in response to people. Like, he's made no statement in in response to people commenting on it. Which, again, it's like you're leaving people, more vulnerable people, to defend. Yeah, we have to do the legwork and actually do, have the discourse with all these aggressive Absolutely. people. You know, Harry Styles is just kind of like, oh, I choose not to engage in that part of it. So he's just kind of left people to to fight to the figure battles. it out. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, and usually it's more like a reverse Hugh Sheridan. <laughs> 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 They're the two extremes. Oh my god. Uh, Hugh, where are you? Come on the show. Oh my yeah. gosh. Um, Charlie, who's, who's your queer icon? Well, it kind of plays into what we're talking about, so this is cool. But one Harry of my. <laughs> I love Hugh Sheridan, queer icon. Um, <laughs> he's always inspired me. No, I have always loved Nathan Lane's comedy. And I think he's such an infectious, hilarious performer. And he does a lot of the sort of roles that I would kill for, which is like really camp. Sometimes he does drag. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes, But like it's always very eccentric and he just has the most gorgeous energy. I remember seeing him in the birdcage with Robin Williams when I was younger and oh. like having such a gentle, like an effeminate man who wasn't like villainous, but was like shown to be lovable and like the heart of that film was a really like nice thing for me. So yeah, Nathan Lane is a very cool person for me, but I was thinking as well, another icon possibly problematic of me because of the fracking and (laughs) well, not transphobia. It's, it's tough, but I do and have always loved RuPaul. Me too. Ru is a big icon for me. And like, I know that it's kind of like the zeitgeist at the moment to be shitting on drag race and how it's this complicated vehicle that has monopolized the market, which I understand and agree with. Mm. And Ru is <laughs> first and foremost a moneymaker. But <laughs> I love Ru and she has fought so many battles, has done the work, like the yards of years and years and years of hustling as mm. a out drag queen artist. Yeah, and I think we can be it's it's hard with these situations. I think we can be grateful for the work that they've done what having a show like RuPaul be be mainstream or become mainstream has done for queer people especially in rural communities and stuff like that huge outlet somewhere to see themselves or see a version or something even it doesn't necessarily have to be especially with something like drag race even if you're not seeing yourself represented seeing gender queer and it's such performative like femme stuff it's yeah it's really exciting because it's not the norm And, like, obviously the show needs to cast trans queens as well. That's Mm. just a given. But Mm. there is no other show on television where I can turn on mainstream TV and see 15 queer people of all shapes and sizes and levels of attractiveness and all Mm. sorts of bodies who are considered for their art and their personality and seen as real people. And we always get to know everyone's backstories and everyone is given like the sincerity of like, 
who are you and where do you come from? And it's more about what you can bring to the table rather than like the money that you have or anything like that. That's mm. a really special thing. And mm. obviously we want to improve it and make sure that it's as inclusive as it can be. Yeah, mm. I um, had never really, I'd watched like one, I watched All Stars 2 and loved it, but I'd never committed to RuPaul's Drag Race until lockdown. And I watched the whole, oh, I lie. I didn't watch seasons one, two, and three. I'm sorry. Neither. Um, <laughs> I just like, I know that I should, and maybe one day I will, but I watched from season four onwards. Yeah. And what I found really interesting is like amongst all, cause I would, I would kind of include myself in, in discussions of including bio queens, which I think is, is a problematic term as well. I've heard, I'm not really sure, but including more gender diverse cast members of and contestants in drag race. And the more that I watched it, the more I was like, yeah, like, Mm. drag is like it's so far beyond men dressing up as women now especially i feel like mm. that was like where it started because we were so up our own assholes in certain, in terms of like het normity and all that kind of stuff and masculinity and performance and yada yada but now it's like let's like expand let's go crazy and i'm yeah. i'm excited to see what happens because you know especially with drag race thailand a lot of those contestants are trans women there's mm. more trans women. well in the upcoming all stars there's two possibly three trans queens coming back oh, oh my that. god i can't wait for the next all stars yeah i think we should like watch it on the same night yeah we'll have yeah. a viewing party yeah, we have like a viewing thing Oh, I'm so excited yeah. for it. And it's also, like, it's hard to discuss Rue without discussing Drag Race, but Rue, like, is an artist in his own right, and, like, I have to remember that, like, for decades he's been working in TV and music and being a figure that at one point wasn't even attached to this show. So it, yeah. I have a complicated relationship with Rue, for sure, but I, I do think he's an icon and mm. has changed the game for a lot of queer people. And find me an icon that isn't problematic. You know, (laughs) let him, let him frack on his (laughs) ranch (laughs) with his Australian husband. (laughs) Oh yeah. I always forget about that. Talking about problematic, but maybe not icons. Um, can we talk about the Pope once more? (laughs) (laughs) I'll Pope these up to shenanigans this week. A favorite Catholic daddy. Yeah. Um, So one week he liked he likes civil unions one week, and then the next week he likes a model's Instagram post. <laughs> oh my god! Describe the mm-hmm. post. I actually don't know. I'm gonna get it up. I want to guess it's a fucking bikini pic where um she's holding the bikini down and her tits are about to pop out. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's probably not it, but that's what I'm imagining. Those are the bots that slide into my DMs that are like, oh my Hi, god, honey. yes, yes. He's probably like like a fucking bots photo. The Vatican found that the Pope's Instagram account had liked a photo of Brazilian model Natalia Garibotto. She joked she was going to heaven after the picture was liked. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Get this bitch on the pod. <laughs> I'm looking at it now. This guy doesn't follow anyone. So it's obviously on his discovery page. And I think it's her in lingerie. So it's a bit oh, racy. I love that. Yeah. Amazing. I mean, it just seems like every week he's getting more and more gay, more and more chaotic. Like, I'm, it's just next week he's going to be like coming out with a single. Mm, mm. What's dropping? Every, every, everybody say amen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Duetting with Rue. <laughs> 
Everybody say love. <laughs> I, I will say that I'm looking at a picture of him daintily holding up his, like, garb. I don't know. It's, it's some Catholic you're going to say something else. <laughs> <laughs> wow, the Pope just posted a dick pic. Nudes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I wonder if the Pope gets bots reaching out to him. <laughs> I reckon the larger your account, the more bots you get. Did I tell you guys about when uh, an Italian Vatican member, the um, bishop, started following me on Instagram? You Tell this story again, but you need to know that just before when we were talking about the Pope liking something, I was like, one of my friends has, like, cardinals <laughs> following them or yes. something like that. And Please tell us. Go so on. I forget if it was a bishop or a cardinal, but it was definitely someone that worked in the Vatican, started following me on Instagram. And this is when I was still performing as charity work, my drag account for those listening. And I was like, what the fuck? This makes no sense. Like, he had, like, the little blue tick and everything. So he was, like, an official account. I was like, why the fuck is he following me? It made no sense. And then I went to who he was following and had a look and I scrolled through and it was like thousands and thousands of literal charity accounts, like (laughs) goodwill charities. And that he must have like searched for charity and was just bulk following any charity. And then charity work slipped into the algorithm and he just clicked follow. And then like a couple weeks later, he wasn't following me anymore. So he must have realized at some point and then unfollowed me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> do you wild. have a theory as to which post it was that deterred him what what did it yeah yeah po- possibly my nude <laughs> yeah i think that might have done it but on the other hand the pope liked it so you know mm, yeah. swings and roundabouts i can't believe this pope this is a scandal i'm obsessed with it well popes famously are little sex fiends were they always abstinent or was that relatively new? No, I think there was, like, an official thing. They were, like, officially abstinent, but behind closed doors, anything got to go down. Yeah, I don't think they've ever been abstinent, but they're technically meant to be. Technically, yeah. Mm. Ugh, what a terrible thing to force upon people. It is mm. true. If the church wants to stay relevant in this world, we need women ministers and... Fucking and sucking. Yes, and, and allow them to get married. <laughs> Allow them to get married, get rid of abstinence, and um, convict pedophiles. Yeah. And then uh, we might. It's be real able simple. Uncancel the Catholic Church and the Pope. Come on. On a different note, did you guys hear about the Grammys this week? All the nominations have come out, and the music community is sort of either happy nothing. or pissed off. What's going on? Well, I know that Cardi B didn't get a nomination for WAP, but then she said she didn't put herself forward because she's waiting till her album comes out. Fair enough. Yeah. Mm. Well, all of this year's rock nominees are women, which is <gasps> very, very oh, wow. cool. And I don't think that's happened before. No. So everyone's really excited at that. But um, I think there's a bit of drama because The Weeknd wasn't nominated for anything and he's been in, like, the top ten consistently for the most weeks in history or some or some kind of huge achievement like and that. And his, wow. his recent album is probably his best. Like, it's, it's very good. His VMA performance mm. was amazing. I'll, I'll send it to you. I loved all the VMA performances. This was in the middle of lockdown two, maybe, and that was actually the highest performance ever because it was like on top of the skyscraper and they literally had like a helicopter filming him it was insane that's crazy wow i gotta watch that and so are are people mad because he deserved one yeah i think yeah there are a couple people that missed out that should have been nominated 
And then mm. just some people that everyone's like, what? Like Justin Bieber has been nominated for pop, <laughs> which is already kind of funny enough given the circumstances. But to make it even worse, he kind of pulled a bit of a, I was going to say Hugh Sheridan, but it's a different kind of vibe. <laughs> he pulled a Justin Bieber and he put up a post that was like, I want to say thank you to the Grammys for nominating me. But I'm really confused and upset that after making what was an incredible R&B album and working so hard to, like, make my style R&B that you have, like, relegated me to the pop category that I'm clearly not a part of. And everyone's like, what the hell? Like, you got nominated. Just take it. And also, I I mean, if it's anything like the Oscars, your producers and your managers put you forward for the categories that they think you're most likely to get nominated for. That's why we have Viola Davis in leading role things, winning for best supporting. So maybe the Grammys decide your genre for you. I think so. Because he was like really upset about that. And everyone was like, all right, pipe down, Justin. (laughs) There are people who actually missed out on nominations altogether that should have been up there. Yeah. Do you know about him and his wife being really Christian? I didn't even know he had a wife, so. Okay. So he got married to Hayley Baldwin, Mm -hmm. Alec Baldwin's niece, I think. Mm. Like last year on my birthday, September 30th. How dare they? (laughs) (laughs) And Hayley Bieber now is a really devout Christian, apparently. And they're always posting about how God gives them everything and like God, God, God this and God that. (sighs) Yeah. They're going to be living on a farm with Chris Pat and his <laughs> and Schwarzenegger wife. Yeah, fuck. Is, is that right, that he's married to Arnold yes. Schwarzenegger's daughter? Yeah. Yes, he is. Yes, he Yes, he is. And he's there <laughs> and he's breeding. He just wants to breed. <laughs> Spread the word. Happy for him. <laughs> oh, what scum. Oh. I find it really interesting with that stuff because I watched his... Do- Have you watched his documentary series on YouTube? Either of you? Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, who's no. Chris Pratt's? Justin Bieber. Oh. Justin Bieber. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, no. Circling back. But he talks about how lost he was and is, and he's like, I don't really have any friends. <laughs> I don't know who I can trust. It's grim. And his wife is his, the only person he can trust. But he also talks about how, like, God saved him. And I find that really interesting, especially within, like, communities of people who have addictions and stuff like that. Usually, like, turning to some higher power helps them get out of whatever they're in. But then Mm. at the same time, you don't want their higher power to be some kind of like Hillsong, Chris Pratt, anti-gay situation. It's like, yeah, yeah, it's an interesting kind of um, dichotomy. Is that the word? I don't know. I'm making up words. (laughs) But I'm so sorry, Justin. You deserve better. (laughs) (laughs) I hope that you cry in your mansion tonight. Let it out. Poor Justin. A little baby. Hey, I think it's time for our Q&A. Yes, yes, let's do it. What have we got for us? So today's Q&A comes to us from Henry from Hawthorne. Fancy name, fancy suburb. Yeah. <laughs> I'm meeting my boyfriend's family for the first time this Christmas. I'm a bit nervous about how the vibe will be as I'm his first queer partner. Do you have any advice for navigating the holiday season? Hmm. A very fitting question with the Kristen Stewart movie. Yeah. Mm. Case do. What do you think? <laughs> Sound off in the comments. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to hang out with Inez's family at all this Christmas? I am. I just met them for the first time yesterday. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Okay. 
Um, Fuck the question. Went, How'd that it, go? It went really well. <laughs> um, her mum made like wood fire pizza for us, mm. and yeah, we're just chatting and getting to know each other, and it's really sweet. And then no. she gave us leftovers to take home. So, oh, nice. Yeah. That's so cute. But yeah, this will be actually my first Christmas with a beer partner's family. I'm wow. I always had like Christmas with friends or yeah. with my ex who was a boy. So I have no advice. Oh, wow. <laughs> Are you excited though? I'm, I'm really excited. Yeah. It'll be That's fun. so exciting. How cool. Oh, Hopefully it's a lot more exciting than the... What's the name of the movie? Happiest Season. Happiest Season. <laughs> Happiest Season. What a shit title as well. Oh, terrible. <laughs> terrible. What was your experience, Charlie? Um, I'm trying to think back now. All the Christmases have blurred. But Josh and I actually started dating around Christmas. So, like, by the time that it got to the first Christmas that we could feasibly introduce each other or, like, have each other at Christmas, we'd already been together a year. So my family had met him a lot by that point so it was pretty smooth sailing and i was the only well the first person in my dad's side of the family to kind of come out of the cousins and that sort of stuff so all my uncles and aunties and that sort of stuff were very like aware that i was bringing josh that first year kind of thing and everyone was kind of like competing for who's the coolest with it like (laughs) (laughs) i love that yeah, which which was nice, but it was also like a lot to deal with because Josh is very introverted and he doesn't love like being sort of swamped with attention. So having my dad's family who has like he's one of six and they all have kids and we have four sets of twins on that side of cousins. So it was just like absolutely smothered with these family members, which was gorgeous. <laughs> but yeah, it's just a lot to take in. Yeah, meeting his family it helped that his sister like my sister is gay and that she and her partner had already kind of done the whole being introduced to the family thing. So I kind of got to like slide in second and be like, Oh, and also I'm here. Um, (laughs) So they helped to like buffet some of the attention (laughs) away, which is good. That is good. But it wasn't all smooth sailing. Like in Josh's family, especially his dad had a bit of more of a journey with it Mm -hmm. for both his kids. Josh is like his eldest son and he has a lot of sort of traditional blokey values about like what he expects of him. So I always kind of like made it my effort to be like really put in a lot of time and effort with Josh's dad to make sure that we were, that he was seeing like the best possible side, not just of me, but like of what a gay relationship can look like. Mm, that's amazing. Yeah. So there's been, and, and now things are really good because we're, you know, six years in and, mm. and his sister has since got married to her wife. So it was kind of like trial by fire for their dad for a while there. And Josh's mom is beautiful and absolutely so loving and has always been completely fine with all of it. So it's sort of like, which side of history do you want to be on? Mm. And he has come around and made the right choice. So I think when it comes to like holiday seasons, there's so much family and tradition and religion mixed in sometimes, and it can be really tense. But if things are a bit difficult don't get disheartened because some things just take time and some people need that like breathing room to catch up with us. I uh, I find with family events, whether they're cool with it or not, you you do find yourself managing people's expectations around what queer relationships are and managing people's feelings towards it, whether it's positive or negative. And you become you have to make them feel comfortable. So it can be a pretty exhausting experience. 
and also because you want your partner to be comfortable as well and vice versa. So I would recommend having some kind of place that you can go to um, Mm. at the family event, whether it's behind the deck, a guest bedroom or a backyard corner where you can kind of escape if you need to. A code word is great. These are all like practical logistical. Yeah, those are all like straight or gay relationships, same. Yeah, exactly. And Kay's and I this year, and I, I we did it last year as well, just like before Christmas, finding a night where we have dinner together and mm-hmm. it's like our thing or after Christmas or whatever, but around that time because um, our family celebrate Christmas and just being like, this is like for us because we know that Christmas Day, this is the same for like any relationship, like you said earlier, it's chaos. <laughs> like it, it can it can really be overwhelming sometimes and um so finding the time to really celebrate yourselves mm. is good. And That's it, a really it good idea. Makes it easier. As we said, like any relationship, you just need to make sure that whatever your family says obviously is important. But in the end, you and your partner are also family. Yeah. Like a family, especially I guess if you're queer, is so much more than just the people who gave birth to you and then the people who are related to them by blood. So remember that no matter what happens. You always have each other. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. A hundred percent. And plus, like sometimes for family members, especially like older generations that are having to understand that someone in their family or whatever is queer, it can just be as simple as they just don't have like a face to the whole thing yet. Yeah. But like I was saying with my boyfriend's dad, it's like, you know, maybe in his mind, gays are some kind of like almost like fictional or hypothetical other but it's like, oh, but you know Charlie, and you know you like Charlie, yeah. Well, there you go. There's, that's <laughs> yeah, it. It's, that's it. Simple. <laughs> you just uh, fixed homophobia. Yeah, yeah. I did it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a nice thing to end it on, though. I thought that was actually a really sweet question in the end. Yeah. yeah. Thanks so much for that question. That was a nice one going into Christmas. Yeah, I hope I hope you take care of yourself, Harry, and also like you don't owe anyone. Anything. <laughs> I think his name was Henry, but you're Henry. just imagining Harry Styles. <laughs> Harry, I hope that you have a really good Christmas. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Harry and Henry. Yeah. Together forever. (laughs) Bye, everyone. See you next week. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at popgayspod. And if you like this episode, give us a review on Apple Podcasts. And remember, be gay. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.